Rural Health Voice, Episode 104, Virginia Organizing. Welcome to the Rural Health Voice. I am Beth O'Connor, your host. We discuss rural health issues at the grassroots level and how state and federal policies play out in our local communities. What do regional organizers do? Cleo Schertz of Virginia Organizing joined me to discuss how she engages people in the New River Valley to address housing needs. Welcome, Cleo. Thanks, Beth. So you are with Virginia Organizing. What is Virginia Organizing? We are a grassroots nonprofit organization that works for community change throughout the state. So I work for the New River Valley chapter, and we ask people in Radford, Montgomery, all the surrounding counties, Giles, Pulaski, Floyd, what kinds of changes they'd like to see in their community. And then we work with them to make it happen. We'll advocate for government change on a local level. And sometimes when issues are really common throughout the state, like currently affordable housing is a big one, we'll pick that issue up as a statewide campaign and advocate for it at the General Assembly. And you are the New River Valley organizer. Do the different regional organizers work together or are they independent? A little bit of both. We work together on how to be organizers. We're, like I said, spread throughout the state, but we support each other however we can. And we work individually with our chapters. So I'm the only New River Valley organizer. And what's an organizer? (laughs) Yeah, I'm still figuring that out myself. But it's somebody who can just come into a community and talk to folks. I think people are often under the impression that politics is hard to get involved in, especially if you haven't been involved in it in the past, or if you feel like you don't have the money or nobody cares what you have to say. So organizers are people who come in and work to empower folks to convince them that everybody does have a voice that matters and whatever their experiences might be are important to making their community a more equitable place. So I just organize people to the best of my ability to come together, to raise awareness around an issue, to spread the word that our group exists and that we're working to help people and to give people a platform so that their lawmakers and, you know, the big decision makers, whoever they might be in a campaign, are paying attention. I just kind of elevate them a little bit. So people, whether they're in the New River Valley or other areas of the state, how can they get involved with Virginia organizing? We're throughout the state, but even if there isn't a chapter near you, we're always looking to expand and to include as many people as we can. So Anybody who might be interested, I really encourage you to check out our website. We've got a list of chapters and just get involved with whoever is nearest by you. You can reach out to your organizer and they'll want to involve you however they can. And we'll make sure we include a link to Virginia Organizing in the show notes so that people can track down their local chapter. Perfect. And you've got a degree in government, is that correct? I do. Why did you decide that Virginia Organizing was the right choice to launch your career? I really enjoyed getting my degree in government, but I felt like a lot of my time in school was spent learning how to be an elected official and at the same time studying elected officials and criticizing them for not 
being in touch enough with people on the ground. And I come from a family where I was a low-income, first-generation college student, and I really sort of realized that I wanted to work with people like my family and like the people that I grew up with in Savannah County who might not feel like they, you know, anybody want, would vote for them if they were to ran for office or listen to what they have to say. So I realized that I felt like a lot of the change that needed to happen was more direct in people's lives. And I feel like that's what Virginia organizing is doing. We come in and ask folks what they think the issues are rather than telling them. And we work with them to change things that are going to directly affect their lives. And I just think that in studying government, I realized there weren't enough folks or organizations doing that kind of work. And I, I think that grassroots change matters a lot. I think we've seen that over the last several election cycles. And, you know, it's just, it's so important to make sure that everybody realizes that they get to participate in government and that they have the power to change things, whether they have money or not. And I, I think that's a message that doesn't get spread enough. And so Virginia organizing is is doing exactly that, is coming into communities, focusing on groups that have been historically marginalized, who might not have that money, who haven't been listened to by a lot of politicians. And yeah, I just think it's a much more personally satisfying and empowering role than a government degree from UVA might set up other people for. Mm -hmm. And you talked about the need to see what communities need and want rather than telling them what they need and want. How do you decide what topics to explore when you have these conversations? So my experience was a little bit unique in that my chapter members had already picked affordable housing as their issue to work on. But the way that the organizer before me landed on that um, and helped the chapter land on that is just canvassing. We just go door to door and talk to whoever will, will talk to us. We just ask questions as simple as, what would you like to see change in the New River Valley? And we quickly realized, especially in Blacksburg, that people can't afford to live here anymore. And there are a lot of people who have lived here their entire lives and feel like they're being pushed out, maybe into the more affordable parts of the region, maybe outside of the region completely. And there are specifically a lot of folks in mobile home parks that feel unprotected and like nobody is paying attention to their specific needs and concerns or advocating for them. So we're trying to fill that gap for them. So what's kind of the, the hope or the goal of the chapter to come out of this housing project? We are trying to set up some recurring funds through Montgomery County, which encompasses Christiansburg and Blacksburg, for home repairs in low-income homes, hopefully even rental homes as well. We know that low-income apartments and mobile home parks especially are often not getting enough attention paid to their facilities, to the repairs that need to happen, and that folks who are living there often don't have the money to make those changes themselves if their landlord or property owner, whoever it may be, isn't making them. So we'd like to get some funds set up so that that's not something that low-income folks have to worry about. And we'd really like to do it in a way that the funds would either go directly to that tenant or to their landlord as long as the landlord agrees to keep the tenant there for a set number of years. 
So in no way is it going to enable landlords to make repairs, raise the rent, and evict a tenant. Something that's unique about the New River Valley is you have a very high-density area around Virginia Tech and Blacksburg, but then it becomes very rural very quickly in other places within Montgomery County and even more so in Giles County and Floyd County. How does that affect the work that you do? It's it's really tricky. Historically, we have been very much focused in Montgomery County because I think it's one of the easiest places to get involved. Like you said, it's such a higher density of people in that area, and there's more resources that go towards that area as a result. So a lot of the work that I'm doing is trying to make sure that the more rural areas don't feel overlooked by us, because I think they feel overlooked by a lot of different entities and individuals. So we're doing some door knocking in Pulaski County. We're going to start paying some extra attention to eastern Montgomery County, which folks who live there have voiced to me that they feel that they tend to be ignored as a part of Montgomery because it's a different, more rural population. It definitely presents challenges because each locality in the New River Valley is very different. They have different pressing issues. They handle those pressing issues differently. Some are more resistant to change than others, whether it's change that would benefit them or not. So it's just, it's hard to make sure that whatever work we're doing covers everybody, especially because to really have a successful campaign, we do have to focus it on a specific locality like Montgomery County, and then eventually expand. So it it presents its challenges. But what's so great about it on the flip side is that you have so many different people from so many different walks of life in such a small area. um, And they're able to come up with different great ideas about organizing or how to um, have a successful affordable housing campaign. So it's it does create some tricky situations that we as a chapter work together to navigate, but it's a really cool opportunity to organize in a rural area that does encompass one of the state's biggest universities. It gives us such a diverse range of people. How is addressing housing in a rural area different from urban? Yeah, one thing I think maybe the biggest issue is that it seems like folks maybe aren't talking to each other as much um, in more rural areas than urban areas. You might not be running into each other on the street. If you are living in a less walkable community, it's more secluded. People feel more guarded. They, They don't feel as prepared to share their own experiences and plights for fear of it being embarrassing. I spoke to somebody who said that he grew up in Pulaski And there are certain neighborhoods and even last names that everyone in Pulaski hears and knows that that means that that person is poor. So it's a, it's definitely a different issue to organize around because you are a lot less likely to have something like a housing development with a tenant's union because folks just aren't quite as connected as you often find them in urban areas. Folks don't know about resources that might be there for them to protect them, improve their housing, whatever it might be. So a lot of our work also just comes down to making sure that folks are aware of what is out there already to support them, and then letting them know that if they feel like there isn't a support that they need, 
there are folks who care enough about getting that support established and accessible to them. So what resources are available for people experiencing housing insecurity? New River Community Action is doing some amazing work. They've got several housing initiatives, including To Our House um, in the fall and winter months, where churches will open their doors as warming shelters. There is an emergency housing and security hotline that I believe you can access through their website. The New River Valley Housing Partnership is sort of a coalition of some of the groups that are working on housing insecurity and improving affordable housing in the area. Um, They definitely exist. And part of my work, um, part of what I've realized is a big issue is connecting folks that need those resources to them. So I'm working on figuring out how to sort of compile those resources and make sure that everybody knows where to find them, even if they don't have access to the internet. Because a quick Google search about New River Valley housing resources will probably come up with some great stuff. But if you're not able to do that, then you just have to know somebody. And that's not okay. If someone in a rural community was concerned about the lack of affordable housing in their region, maybe not for themselves personally, but for the community as a whole, what could they do? One of Virginia Organizing's favorite tactics to go about creating community change is writing a letter to the editor of your local newspaper. A big one in this area is the Roanoke Times, but it can be to whatever um, newspaper that you think people are reading, that you think might publish your letter. Just getting your voice out there is so important. And similarly, contacting your local elected officials. Here in Montgomery, we're going to be setting up meetings with the Board of Supervisors soon to talk to them about the funding that we'd like to set up for home repairs. You can also get involved with organizations like New River Community Action, who are almost always looking for volunteers and extra hands, or groups like Virginia Organizing, who always need folks to help them spread the word. We're looking to involve whoever we can, and anybody that wants to get involved just has to start talking about it. Start talking to your neighbors, see what they think, learn about your community, and learn where people are getting information, and and share some, because someone is listening and someone is in need. So the last question, question I ask all my guests, if you could do anything, what would you do to improve health and health care in rural America? I would make health care free for everybody. Maybe not the most achievable goal, but I think it is so important. I think health insurance in America is absolutely not something that we can count on to provide health care for everybody. Insurance through your employer is simply not a way to be providing health coverage for folks who who can't be employed, for employers who don't provide adequate coverage. We need free health care for everyone so that rural Americans can be protected. Thank you so much for joining us today, Cleo. Thank you, Beth. That's Cleo Shirts advocating for access to health care for everyone. If you want to be part of the conversation about rural health, join us at the Virginia Rural Health Voice Conference, November 15 and 16 in Blacksburg. See the show notes for links to event information.